The whole goal here is that you would be able to simplify and organize and structure what are the things that are most important next. We talk about a CEO and how some of their objectives include determining what's important now and what's important next. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And this is the final episode of 2020. What a year we have had, Dr. Stephen. Man, I, I've been waiting for this moment Normally it's, you know, different, maybe emotions coming in, but what a year we've had in 2020. We've just come off of a couple episodes talking about board meetings. We talked about the vision and your purpose and your mission and your premise and getting clear on your product. We talked about goal setting for 2021. We talked about the marketing machine. If you haven't listened to those two episodes, I highly encourage you to go listen to them because it's really part of a series that we are doing here to wrap up 2020. We want to finish strong. You know, we we talk about we love strong finishes and we love stronger starts. So this is really designed, this podcast is designed to give you an insight around Dr. Steven and myself and how we work and how we do life and, and how we really embrace the end of your energy, okay? So this is about energy. We talk about how energy is everything. Energy up, practice up, energy flat, practices flat, energy down, practice down. Well, it applies to the year. Energy up at the end of the year, energy flat or energy down, it affects how you go into the next year. So these tools, these disciplines that we've built into our life have really helped us to shape and structure how we approach years and transitions. You know, you live and you die in transitions. Transitions are everything. Think about the handoff between a patient at the front desk or in a exam or re-exam, right? So think about those little transitions we talk about in our office. That's where the balls always tend to get dropped. The baton gets dropped. We, we train so hard on transitions. Well, we want to make sure that we transition well annually as well. It's really important to do that. And so we have certain tools that we stand on that help us to do that successfully. And some of them are, again, what we covered in the board meetings, specifically having that board meeting. So you are prepared moving into the the next year. So I'm not going to go back into that. If you haven't listened to those episodes, please go and do that. If you did, then you're right on time right here. So this focus today is on a tool that we use and we recommend to the CEOs that we get to work with use that really is transformative. And it's called the the CEO or 90 day project planner. And really just to give you some insight about this tool, and then we're going to dig in. The whole goal here is that you would be able to simplify and organize and structure what are the things that are most important next. We talk about a CEO and how some of their objectives include determining what's important now and what's important next. And the project planner is really dedicated to what's important next. In other words, what are do we want to focus our energy over this next, let's call it 90 days, so that by the time we get to the end of this 90 days, we have moved forward, we've made progress. How many of you have been through a 90-day period or a year period and be like, I don't think we've made any progress and you don't even know if you really have. Probably you have, but you can't really tell if you have. What we want to help you do is organize your efforts and energy of you and your team into a structure that will help you quantify 
what is important now, what's important next, focus, right? Help us to focus and be productive so that every quarter you can look back and say, hey, we accomplished this and this and this. We set out to do this and this and this. We accomplished this and this. We did not accomplish this, but we we're 80% there. So, hey, that's good. Like it, it brings order where a lot of times there's disorder. It brings ease a lot of times where there is some dis-ease. And it brings function where oftentimes dysfunction shows up. So our goal is to make an, help you make some adjustments today to how you structure your business and specifically how you do your work and your projects. Yeah, Dr. Pete, I know everybody's smiling when they heard that we're talking about the 90-day project planner today because this is like, we're all visionaries, CEOs. Man, we, like Gino Wickman says in the book Traction, we're visionaries, right? We love to cast the vision. We know we like to talk about the future, right? Yeah, we make a big mess behind us, right? But uh, really, the 90-day project planner is an opportunity for us to decide the next big mess we're going to make, right? (laughs) This is like, we get to say, this is how we're going to spend our time, energy, focus, and money, not just ourselves, but our team. So love the 90-day project planner. I know everybody loves it. So I think this is a perfect opportunity for us to do a giveaway, right? So I think we should give away a copy of the 90-day project planner. Um, You'll see that in the show notes down below. There'll be a link for you to be able to go down and get a copy of that. Download it. I know using this, the podcast will guide you through and give you a high level. If you need help with it, if you get stuck, if you want to learn how to drill down and get it right, just reach out. So I'm so happy to walk you through it, jump on a call, and we can do a brainstorming session around your 90-day project planner and set yourself up for success for Q1, Q2, and beyond in 2021. So Pete, I'll be honest with you. I look back at my project planners from 2020, right? Truth be told, going back to 2019, writing it up in Q4, looking forward into 2020, Q1, Q... You know what? It was funny, man. I just nowhere in there did I see on my project planner that I planned for like COVID, <laughs> like the COVID-19, you know, Pearl Harbor moment that we experienced in, in March. Like that wasn't on my project planner, right? So let's see, pivot, pivot. Didn't have that word pivot. That was not on my project planner, right? I didn't have uh, the Phoenix plan. Phoenix plan didn't make it to the project planner. <laughs> that was that was not on any of the project plans. In fact, taking our events from live events to taking them virtual, virtual events, not on a project planner. <laughs> you know? So although, you know, we show up with a great plan, a great battle plan. You know, I love what Mike Tyson says, everybody jumps in the ring with a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. So you know, the big idea is, is we've got to show up prepared. We've got to, but if it was the preparation that we rolled into 2020 with and the consistency and the culture of that with our team, that we were able to pivot, right? Because we had our feet planted firmly on granite, right? So it's, you know, you ever try to squat when you've got one foot on a roller skate, one foot on a waterbed, right? So we were literally operating from this place of like, okay, plan B, right? And we were able to make that shift. So, you know, jokes aside, guys, going into the year with a plan is one of the most empowering things that you can do, right? So we love to say, that clarity is the greatest accelerant, right? So, and I know that clarity determines how fast and how far you're going to go. This is another tool that helps not only you get clarity, Doc, but it helps you grow up from the owner operator to the CEO who knows that it's your job to convey that clarity into your team. Convey that clarity into a group of people that you do it in such a way that it's compelling and they want to join you. You've got to recruit them into helping you manifest this thing And it's a way for you to step into your role that says, as a CEO, this is what's important now, and this is what's important next. So the project planner actually forces the conversation, and it makes you document, this is what's important now, this quarter, first quarter, 2021, this is what's important now, W-I-N, win, 
right? This is what's important now. This is what we're going to lean into. We are going to eat these elephants. The one, two, or three big projects that we are promising to ourselves right now, we're making a covenant, right? That we are going to slay this dragon, however you want to put it, this is going to happen in first quarter. And it's a big enough deal. It's going to require enough of our resources that we're going to put it on this project planner. So we know no matter what happens this quarter, we're going to get this done. And then this is what's important next, next quarter. So Q2 2021, if you're listening to this at the end of 2020, you're going to look ahead and be like, let's plop these things into Q2 and you know, just down the timeline and you're starting to pre-frame what's going to be happening in the next quarter. And then everything else moves into the parking lot, right? Which is a place where you capture all these great ideas. I love how Rick Sapio from Business Finishing School talks about the parking lot. I don't know if it's his original idea, but that's where I, I heard him speak about it at UAC once. And I loved that concept and I adopted it immediately, right? It was a place where we could say, you know what? This is where we'll capture all those great ideas that are great ideas, but just not the right timing, right? So it's a way to respectfully say to your team, hey, that's a great idea. Let's put that in the parking lot. Or even more importantly, say to yourself, hey, you know what? Don't bite off more than you can chew right now. Take that, slide that down the timeline and put it in the parking lot. This is such a great conversation for us to have CEOs, especially as we come to the end of this year. And you may be listening to this before the end of 2020, maybe in 2021 when you're listening to this episode or beyond that, you may be listening back you know, years from now. I have no idea. But regardless, this is a structure that we actually teach that you discipline yourself quarterly to do this, right? So this is the quarterly planner. It is designed for a 90-day frame of time. Okay. So there is science behind that as well. There's science behind productivity and how people produce. And there's also science around how many projects you can actually do. Again, there is research done that says that an organization should not overextend themselves for trying to accomplish more. You know, Dr. Stephen, you always talk about people overestimate what they can do in a day, but they underestimate what they can do in a year. This specifically speaks to that. This also speaks to the marshalling of your four limited resources as the CEO of your business, time, energy, focus, and money for you and your team. This is a resource for you and your team. This is not just for you, it's for your team. So this thing is just oozing with CEO leverage all over it, right? So this is, this is again, one of our tools and frameworks that we leverage that creates such great value as you just shared your story of 2020. And now, you know, what even when things get derailed, you know, and you don't have that on your project planner. Okay, well, we're gonna go ahead and create a thing called the Phoenix Plan, which doesn't even exist. Go ahead, uh, we're gonna go ahead and pivot our events. You know, so all these new things came up. Like, well, that project, and I remember this. This, this is actually really important. So I remember in 2020 how we did this with projects. We just pushed them down. So you slide them into the parking lot, and, and the beauty of this is. Instead of it causing high blood pressure and frustration and you get bitter and angry, you just slide it down into the parking lot because you realize that's no longer important now. And that's the power of this. The power of this was actually exposed in 2020 when we had to pivot. And how many of you know as CEOs, there are times when things just have to pivot and change. I mean, we've all been to that in our careers. So the reality was is that this year is was a great example of why we want to organize our projects this way why these structures and disciplines and best practices, why they are so important is because of the fact that sometimes things are going to change and you have a system for that. We have a system for everything and we just slide it down the line into the parking lot. Dr. Stephen, I think that's a really important point because when I think about creating this, 
yes, we get very rigid and very attached to our goals and our outcomes and our projects. We do. But at the same time, you're really protecting the energy of the team through these structures so that if anything was ever to change, you can pivot and you can make decisions on the fly and you can say, hey, all right, we bit off more than we can chew. We're going to take all of our time, energy, focus, and money. We're going to focus on these one or two things for the rest of this quarter. And we're going to move that to the next one. And it gives you the ability to do that. And in with integrity, here's the thing. Integrity is really important. Trustworthiness with your team, very important as a CEO for you to be able to come in and say, hey, here's what's going on. Here's where things are at. This is why we're going to do this. We're going to move that there. Can I get a yes and an agreement for everybody on the team? Are we all good with this? Is everybody good with this? Is everybody clear? Any questions on that? This clarifies conversations that have to be had as a team. We talk about the you know dysfunctions or functions of a team. The first and foundation is, is trust. And so this enables us to keep the firm foundation of trust with our organization by saying, hey, this is where we're going to be focusing our resources. We're going to be focusing our energy. And if Absolutely you have to make right. changes, you do that. So super powerful resource for that yeah. reason. I mean, the the reality is, and I want everybody to hear this loud and clear, is that we're in this with you, right? So yeah. listen, we are not sitting up on a mountaintop looking down at the valley trying to pontificate here, okay? So you got to recognize that we are literally in it with you, okay? So when every business had a disruptive 2020, I mean, every business, every practice, every business globally, right? So we're in this with you. If you think we're not using a 90-day project planner inside of the remarkable practice, you're just not listening listening to us, what we're doing is we're sharing with you the tools that we use operationally to run a multiple seven-figure business that had to, with a team of what, 30 people, all of a sudden we had to pivot. We are like, oh yeah, you know those six things we planned to do over the next six months, those big projects that we had allocated resources toward, we prepared for, we had really positioned ourselves and got excited about, right? So guess what? We're going to shove those right into the parking lot because things have changed and we're being able to be responsive and we're going to adapt, you know, the definition of wellness, right? So do you have a healthy business? A healthy business shows up and says, okay, so I'm in a healthy state and I have the ability to adapt. I'll tell you what, part of that healthy state establishment is showing up with a strong plan and the plan and preparation that is based on the assessment of what happened last quarter to get us ready for this quarter and next quarter. So Dr. Pete, let's talk practically, like just high level real quick. You know, what does this 90-day project planner look like? How do you use it? How, do, how does it hit the ground in a chiropractic practice? Yeah, it's such a powerful tool that, you know, I think it's easy enough just for me to walk you, you through it. And like, I, like you said, you know, feel free to, to grab the link and download this and start to use and implement it. So as we walk through it, I'll hit it from a high level so that when you actually have this resource in your hand, you, you can start to, to leverage it. So again, it's the project planner and, and it's designed really for you and your team. It's not just for you, it's for your team uh, to organize your energy. So at the top of the project planner, what you're going to see is, is the quarter. What quarter are we in? And everything that we put on our forms, Dr. Steven, it's, it's there for a reason. So one of the first things we identify is what quarter are you in and what year? It's really important. It, it sounds redundant, but no, the goal is to be able to look back at these planners a year from now, two years from now, and assess your business successfully and say, hey, this is what we were, what our priorities were in 2019. These were our priorities in 2018. These were our priorities in 2019. Look at what we were able to do. You want to be able to celebrate that. That's mature right there. So again, document exactly what quarter it is. And then you're going to start at the top with what's the vision? Where are you going ultimately? We talk about, you know, we think in three frames of time. We think ultimately now and next, right? So we think in these frameworks and we plan in these frameworks. We have vision in these frameworks. So 
the goal of the top section of the project planner is to simply document what is your three-year target? Like, where do we want to be in three years from now? And so there starts with that. So what's your vision? What are we moving towards? Because if you don't have a clear understanding of ultimately where we want to go, and ultimately is, that's a, a big word. And we know three years isn't ultimate, but we call three to five years the ultimate for our sake, because it's something that you can quantify, you can measure, you, you can see it. So you should be able to march towards it. So that's where we've set that as the measure of time. So three years from now, what does success look like to you? What is success? What would that look like? It goes back to your vision story and, and what does that look like? So being clear on that. So documenting that on there. Then the second line is actually one year from now, which would be what we would say next, right? So that's the framework. So you've got your ultimate three years, next one year from now. What does success look like one year from now? And to be honest, the metrics should be, and the things that you're quantifying should be very similar three years to one year because there's a thread, there's an alignment between what we do now, next, and ultimately. And that's what we want to create is alignment of this, of the work that's being done. So that's the second line. And the third line is in the next 90 days. And this is where we get a little bit more granular on, okay, what are the things that we're going to be doing smaller rocks that are going to help us reach towards these bigger rocks that we have one in three years from now? Dr. Steven. I want to highlight something you just said, because I want to just glaze over this, right? So when we talk about quarters, what's interesting as chiropractors, chiropractors very often live week to week. And so it's like, it is a week to week consciousness is a week to week culture. It's true for all small businesses, but even you listen, you know, when you listen to, to chiropractors talk, there's a week to week consciousness, not even month to month, never mind quarter to quarter. Well, I'll tell you as an owner operator, owner operators think week to week. You know, when you hear, oh, he's 300 a week, right? Or, you know, oh, he sees 300, you know, he's, he's 500, oh, a thousand, right? It's everything's by a week, right? So you got to pull your head up a bit on that, right? So CEOs think quarters, right? So quarterly orientation. So it's number one, it's important cultural reorientation. So they're not living and dying a month at a time. We want to have these 90 day views and you want to orient your team to 90 day reviews. I mean, to views. Now we're tracking metrics different ways. Some are weekly stats, some are monthly, some are quarterly, some are annual stats, right? But try to pull your head back a little bit and start thinking quarter by quarter. It's going to give you just a better perch, a better perspective. And then Dr. Pete, I, I want to make sure that they recognize the power and the importance of revisiting your vision story regularly. So every quarter, at least you're sitting down and you are challenging yourself to be able to articulate out what is the three to five year view? And what is the one year view? What's the business we're building 12 months from now? Not 12 months from January 1st, 12 months from right now, right? And this is a moving target. So you got to keep that thing out in front of you and your team. And remember, fuzzy targets don't get hit. You want to be totally clear on exactly what does success look like? Because everybody loves to know what a win looks like. Now, with an eye on that view of this is where we're going to be in one year. Now you've informed this exercise which is based on where we are going to be in a year, what's important now? In other words, this quarter, what are we going to focus on for projects and what's important next? Hey, CEO, there are three skill sets that drive high-performing teams. Hiring right, clear expectations and agreements, productive delegation, training, and equipping. This is Dr. Pete, and you're invited to join myself, Dr. Steven, and our entire TRP coaching team for the awesome two-day 2021 kickoff event, The Remarkable Team Building Immersion, January 15th and 16th, hosted in the U.S., and February 5th and 6th, hosted from Australia. 
We're going virtual, which means that no matter where you are in the world, you can make it. Our five 2020 virtual immersions were awesome. We learned and improved the experience each and every time, setting up 2021 virtual events to be even better. Of course, we miss being live and in person, but the upside is more full teams are able to attend the events together and practices are growing. And we're releasing our new workshop format for 2021 immersions. Pick from a series of 12 specific workshops designed for the unique positions on your team. Whether you're a front desk check-in CA, check-out CA, tech CA, back office CA, office manager, COO, associate DC, or CEO, there will be a separate and distinct breakout workshop that will be powerful for your role. And CEO, you can head back to work Monday knowing your team is equipped, confident, and on fire. We will skill drill your team until they have it nailed. Don't miss this one chance. The team building immersion only happens once a year. And when you register now, you'll get 66% off tickets for yourself and your team. This seminar is regularly 2997 when you attend a live venue. It's now available online for only 997 because it will be streaming live. Now go to remarkablepractice.com forward slash events to get your tickets. And now back to our conversation. So good. I love this. And it's clear that you and I both enjoy this type of work. So it's really important that you start there. Okay. So with the planner, start at the top and work your way down. There's an order. There's a sequence to the exercises here. So as you just said so well, Dr. Steven, it's you reverse engineer it back to determine what are our priorities, our top priorities right now. What are the, what are the projects? So let's just get into it. So there's three columns essentially on this form. And the reason why there's three is because what we suggest is that you would choose three projects to start. You could potentially complete some of the projects and add another one in. I'm not going to get into that. It's a next level and discussion and conversation for today's sake. I just want to keep it focused. So what you want to do is you want to focus on what are the top three projects for our business this quarter that must get done? Okay. That's, that's very important that you understand the language here. These are things that must get done. These are the things that we are going to, we're going to put our resources and energy towards. We are, it's all in, so to speak. We're going after this and these things must get done by the end of this quarter. So this is where you have to be realistic about what you set as your target, what you set as the end of this project. Cause some projects take two quarters, but you have to have a point where, what are, where is it going to be at the end of this first quarter? And let's define the finish line for the first quarter and then define the finish line for the second quarter. Because some projects do take longer. Some things take more time. So it's really important that you have that clearly defined. What is the finish line? What is the end? What must get done? So clearly define it. So the way that we design this is that number one is you name the project. So how do you do that? Well, we recommend you look at the four categories or domains of your business. It's a very simple framework, but it's so profound. Think about your attraction conversion, retention, and your team. And think about what category is this project in? So I'll just throw out an example. We're going to do a rescan or a rebuild of our website. Let me ask you, CEO, which domain does that fall into? It's an attraction project. So you would put, this is an attraction project and we're going to be doing this. We're going to rebuild the website, whatever. Okay, so let's just call it that. So that goes as the project. The next thing it goes in is the person who owns it. 
Who's going to be the accountable person for this? Now, it may not be you. So this is really important. This is where now the delegation methodology begins to come in. You have to be thinking through the right person in the right role, doing the right work the right way. Who's the right person for this project? Be very clear on that. If you give somebody who's in billing and collections a project on the rebuild, can you see the misalignment there? Yeah, but they have some free time, so I want them to do it. Yeah, but they don't have the chops for it. They can't GWC that project, you know? And so be very clear and selective on who you delegate the projects to because you want to make sure you get the project to the right person who's in the right position, who can do the right work and do it the right way. Very important, okay? So that's the first two steps to this, getting really clear. Okay, what are our priorities? What is the project? Okay, what is the category of the project? And then who is the person that's going to take that? I'll just stop there, Dr. Steven. That, that's yeah, how you start. And this is the, I'm always pointing out the bridge between owner operator identity and CEO identity, right? So the owner operator, when you hear we're going to rebuild the website, owner operators, I know I love chiropractors, right? So they're like, okay, so first thing I need to do is Google how to build a great website. Right? And then, you know, how many weekends is it going to take me to learn how to build a website or, or you know, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go find interview the five best companies to build me a website, or I'm going to call up everybody I know who does you know, like they're immediately start thinking about where am I going to find the time to do this? And, you know, man, it's going to take a lot of my energy and focus. And how much is it going to cost me? It's like time out. <laughs> You're a CEO. The first thing you ask is, okay, who's going to own this? <laughs> it's not going to be me. Right. So your first instinct has to be somebody in my circle, somebody on my team, somebody in my circle can be accountable to this project. Now, listen, they don't have to do everything, right? They're accountable to it. In other words, they own it and they're the person that drives this project. First question you should ask is once you've decided something's important enough to put it on the project planner is who owns it? Yeah, it's so good. I recently was listening to something from the Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach. And he said, the question you have to ask yourself is who, not how. And it's so profound. It's so good. And so it applies directly to this resource. It's, it's a who question. So once you've done that and you've asked the who question, then meeting with the who, right? We talk about CEOs operate in three frames as well. We done by you, done with you, done for you. So this is a beautiful moment for you and potentially your COO, if you have one, to work with that who setting up what are the success criteria? Success criteria is what does success look like? Meaning when we get to the finish line, what happened? So we define that and we use frameworks like smart goals, right? So things that are specific, measurable, that they're time bound, that they're realistic and relevant, that, you know, they're achievable, like being smart about this. Like, it's very important that you're setting a criteria of what success looks like according to things that you can measure. So there are, could be multiple criteria, to the success of that project. I'm just using the, the rebuild as an example. Yeah. One success criteria is secure the company that can do this project for us. Check. That is a success criteria. Another success criteria. Have the go through beta testing before going live, making sure that all of the elements are actually functional, things like that. Like, what are the success criteria? Because you can get a website up and going, but it doesn't work, it doesn't function take the website and share it with your five most critical friends in the right, market right. and ask them what they think about it. That's a success criteria and get them approving it saying yes, right? So what are the success criteria for that project, right? You've got to be thoughtful about this and you might not 
delegate the success criteria to necessarily the team member, you would help them with that. But again, it's so it's a collaborative effort for sure. Pete, and I'm going to drill down a little deeper on that question of like success criteria means how do we know it's a win? Like what's the outcome we actually can hold in our hands to be able to say, this is the criteria that says this was successful. Okay. So I love what you said there. Does the website work? I always, I always ask people when it comes to like Facebook ads or a website or a landing page or some conversion process. I'm like, I only have two questions for you. Does it work? And does it work? Right. And people smirk. And I'm like, no, no, seriously. Those are the only questions I need to ask you. Does it work? In other words, does it function? It's not broken. Like we don't have broken links. Right. So it's just like literally it loads properly. Right. We follow SEO best practices, et cetera. Like, like it actually works. Like actually, like a machine works, works. Does this landing page, for example, does this website convert? Does it work? right? So will it load? If I click that link, will it come right up on my screen? Is it something that I could look at on mobile, right? Like all those questions, like, does it work? Right. And then does it work? Does it work as the objective of this landing page is do we convert, let's say new patients, do we convert new patient prospects into the practice? In other words, did we have new patients come across the threshold through the landing page interaction, right? So guys, you got to get I'm going to encourage you. This is the slow down to speed up. This is the Mm -hmm. go into the prayer closet, take a walk around the neighborhood, right? Go sit on the beach, paddle out in the ocean, sit and look at a sunset and go, what do I really want? (laughs) What what is the outcome that I really want? You got to get super clear with what a win looks like so you can turn and reverse engineer that thing. Okay. And then that becomes that project pathway. It's like, how do I get that thing to happen? And I'm super clear of uh, around what the success criteria are for each and every one of these projects. Man, this, this is so good. I mean, you know, we're going deeper than maybe even I thought, but this is, this is really helpful. <laughs> Doc. Shocker. So it is, this is our, this is our tendency, Dr. Steven, we, we go deep on things. But the reality is I think it's because, and hopefully you can, you know, as you hear us, you can hear our heart and really the significance of what we, these tools, these things that we use and we train are the CEOs and doctors we get to work with on. It works. It, it actually works. So we want this to work for you, right? It, the, the goal is not to give you more work to do. The work, the goal is to give you things that will actually drive work getting done and not even done by you, but done with you and for you. So this is a CEO discussion. So let's wrap this here pretty quickly here. So moving through the the project planner, the the next section is the project pathway. You just spoke about it. So the pathway is, what is the map? What is the the journey of this project from step one through step 100, whatever, how many steps it is. So from start to finish, we actually have another resource. We're not going to give that one this time, but uh, it's it's called the, um, the project progress planner or something like that. Yeah, so I can't it's a remember. project progress report, right? So that is report. a bit of a mouthful, right. but you know, maybe someday we'll come back and we'll talk about how do we create accountability of us. Correct. Yeah. So the project pathway is what are the steps that need to be taken? And also what are the steps that we did take? That's where the project uh, report comes in. So there's, here's where you need to take, what have you done, right? So it's both sides. So this is the plan, but this is the actual. It's a complete so system. It's a complete system. And then the, so that's the next step. 
And then you want to be detailed on there. And then within the context of the project pathway, what you want to identify is what are the obstacles? What's the project obstacle or obstacles? What are the things that would slow down, stop, frustrate this project, interfere, you know, the subluxations that are going to be there? What, what are the things that could happen? Let's project those as much as we can, meaning let's identify first so we can adjust and we can prevent them from interfering with it. So just identifying what those could be. One project obstacle for us in 2020 was COVID. <laughs> so there you go. So that was something that came in. So you didn't actually see it, but you know, then we had to move with it. The last section here is the choke point or worst case scenario. And this is, again, things that are just going to stop, you know, the project from getting done. And again, this is more, you know, the energy here is really important because you need to be able to identify, okay, what would actually stop this project from getting done? Like, what would it be? And now after 2020, I think many of us are a little more sober here. We're like, yeah, well, what if this happened? And then like the shutdown or something like that. And you might say, yeah, if that happened, that would be a choke point. But you know what? It would not stop us because we now know how to pivot through things like that because we've been through it. So we know how to adapt. We know the Phoenix planet, stabilize, reactivate, mobilize. We know what to do, right? So for example, so it might be apply the Phoenix plan could be one of the things there, right? As an example, like when you hear we get to a choke point or you identify what's the worst thing that could happen, the goal isn't to dwell on that. The goal is to say, okay, that is a choke point. That is the worst thing that could happen. So let's make sure that we avoid that. Let's make sure we steer clear of that dead end road. And that's, again, a more of a proactive, a very vitalistic approach to doing projects. It's very, you know, holistic. It's very proactive. So we're looking ahead so that we don't get into those places. So that's really the purpose of, of identifying what those things are. So, you know, I'll close us out today with some X's and O's, right? So I'm the systems guy, right? So I like to talk about the blocking and tackling around this. And I'll stay with the example that you started, we started with, which is the website. And, you know, when you look at things like the project pathway, you know, the CEO is always looking for leverage, right? So you, the ninja trick around this is a very simple structure that's incredibly powerful, which is do what, by whom, by when. So that's the format for that. So when you're talking about a project pathway, guys, it's super simple. This is a million dollar lesson. You're welcome, which is do what, by whom, by when. Stick to that structure and watch what happens to your productivity. Lastly, the choke point. The choke point is to identify like, where is the risk in this project? Like, where is this thing going to fail? Okay. So this is, you want to understand this. And this is how professionals look at things. We recognize, we go into battle, recognizing there will be bullets firing. There will be bombs going off. People will get hit. Things are going to happen. Right. And it's like, you want to be really aware of that so you can mitigate your risk. That's what this is about. Right. So when we recognize the choke point here is, you know, for example, in this, in this scenario with building the website, and I've felt the pain of this before, but as we always say, we teach from scar tissue is, hiring the wrong web development team, right? So that's really the choke point, right? So once again, 95% of our problems are people problems, right? So we've, the world has, the tech world has figured out how to build successful websites, which means you don't have to put a, you know, this is not a moonshot. You just have to make sure that you have the right astronauts, right? So you've got to make sure that you've hiring the right team here, right? So that would be an example of the choke point. And if everybody that's that's in the project, especially the person that's accountable, knows that, listen, the choke point where this thing would fall down is us hiring the wrong development team. They're going to put so much credence into that. They're going to be so aware of that the lights are bright, right? So they're, they're far less likely to misstep here. All right, gang. 
So awesome, Dr. Pete. This is just such a great tool. So much fun. I uh, and We're wrapping up this and you know it's Friday here in New Hampshire. End of your energy has got me fired up. And I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to be pulling out my project planner for Q1 2021. Man, I appreciate you. Again, anybody needs help with theirs, we're happy to help. There's a link down below where you can get your hands on your own version, your own blank copy of the project planner. You can just map out your future. You can plan and prepare for your best Q1 2021. If you need any help with that, let us know. We're happy to jump on a call with you and brainstorm. There's a link, I believe, right below to get on the calendar. And just uh, on behalf of the Remarkable Practice team, Dr. Pete and I, thank you guys so much. It's just been such an awesome year. The word awesome gets used too much. But if 2020 wasn't an awesome year, I don't know what year was. Just God bless you guys. We're super excited about 2021 and just taking it all to the next level, right? Because we know that what the world needs right now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.